You are listening to a Nerd Room podcast production. We the Nerd. Bunch of nerds. What's going on, everybody? Welcome to a special Tuesday evening live stream of the Nerd Room. And gentlemen, it is going to be a fun one tonight. Everyone out there listening, both live and in the feed, welcome. We are going to be breaking down the 2023 box office fantasy draft, fantasy pool, I should say. And we're going to be talking about everything from the first half this year, right before the era of Barbie begins with me on the screen right now. I've got my co-host of the nerd room, Ian, as well as Carlos, the goddamn Batman in the house. Gentlemen, how are you both doing tonight? Good. Re- ready to discuss the halfway poll and uh, see how my title defense is going to shape up on uh, the eve of the Barbie era. Ooh, it's coming. It's coming. And Ian, you're providing some color commentary for tonight. You are here for moral support, I think, for myself. I am. As yeah. I'm not doing so hot in the pool right now. Yeah, come come to support my boy, Tim. I know you're not doing too well, so <laughs> I'm not actually part of the, po- the poll, um, but I thought it'd be fun to join, hang out with you guys, and uh, yeah, I can be the the janitor of the Justice League, the uh, the loser of the poll with zero, <laughs> zero points. You'll be the snapper <laughs> car of this whole... Uh whole endeavor <laughs> there's a deep cut for all the uh, comic book guys that showed up tonight it's there it's there now guys there is another half to this box office fantasy pool for 2023 and it is our boys from the vigilante 1939 so i'm gonna welcome the whole crew here today we've got a packed house we've got mr c we have got nico and we have also got from a familiar voice from the nerd room, actually, as of late, we've got our boy Zeddy here. Oh, Zeddy, your disappointment already showing. Wait, I, got on some, the I got some. <laughs> I got some. Carlos, are you like Nostradamus? Because James Gunn just cast Snapper Car in the Superman Legacy movie. No, get out of here. <laughs> no, I just like I got no phone around me or nothing. Are you kidding me? Car. He's joking. You're joking. <laughs> <laughs> like, <laughs> no way. That guy's all about the deep cuts. Maybe he was inspired. He cut, maybe right? <laughs> maybe he's gonna show up on here and announce that Ian was gonna be playing Snapper is, Car. <laughs> well, Mr. C coming in hot, man. How are you doing tonight, brother? It's been a minute. But I'm excited to talk about your recent success here, it, the Caruso success. It's so, much, it's so much fun. You know, this this poll's been great. Unfortunately, um, we're going to get into it. I do believe that we are going to fall a little short, but we'll go over all that stuff in a little bit. But it never concede. Of- Why are you doing this? Don't concede early. <laughs> well, <laughs> you're supposed to lie, even if you don't think we're going to win. You got to stay well, confident. We're gonna we're gonna see after this weekend because this I, I do have a feeling that uh <laughs> that something really creative is coming out this weekend that's going to really garner the interest. Say Barbie, and uh, we'll see what happens after the first weekend because it may not be the movie that some people think they're going to see. So this is going to be very interesting to see how this all shakes out. 
Oh, it certainly is, Nico. Man, here you are. You're in. Uh, you're you're not with your dad. The last time I podcast with you, you were side by side with your dad. What's going on? When well, we did that this, that was the first show. Yeah, no, a, a lot changed, but more on that later. Yeah. Um, I'm so happy to be here. Also, I, I have to shout him out. The first show I've done with Ian. Absolutely. So many years know, of man. tweeting the couple that we were going to do. I wasn't able to come on. So so good to so good to hang out with you. And of course, all my other guys on here. Um, Thanks. Yeah, we'll see. We'll. We'll, we'll see. Zeddy, you're included. What the hell? Just, just, just like me and Manny, I'm used to being from behind. It's okay. It's all right. But, uh, don't make me say your name, Z. This, this weekend is going to be the most telling one. It yeah. is. This is the make or break mm. weekend, potentially, until we get to the latter part of the year. Um, because let's not forget, although calling it the make or break weekend. Carlos, which we will get into, still has Dune 2. Yeah. <laughs> it is yeah. back pocket, guys. Damn. You can't base it all off of Barbie. <laughs> He's sitting there laughing, but he knows in the back of his head here. And I, and I think right now, I think Zeddy and I kind of, we, we know what we're battling for. We're battling for potentially that first overall pick next year. I don't know. We're going to have to revisit the rules here. But Zeddy, welcome back to the show. Thank You've you, been a, a welcomed voice on the podcast in the last couple of weeks. You're back here, but with a disappointed face. Come on, man. Cheer yeah. up a little bit. You know, it's funny. I've been celebrating the last day of being 27 years of you. Good Lord. And I looked at the standings in our box office poll, and then I got all sad again because, you know, I'm a winner. Winners like to win. So when we yeah. lose, it's very disappointing. Dude, you're, you're dating Sasha Kelly. Like, what are you complaining about, man? Uh, yes, you're already yeah. a winner. Yeah, I, I will have some birthday candles with her later tonight, but that, that's Ooh. the after show. You know, that's <laughs> I don't I don't talk where where will the candles be brother (laughs) (laughs) that'll that'll be in the uh the patreon exclusive show Ooh, ooh, we nice, will not be nice. present. Me and my father, I guess, will not be present for the. I guess not. It's okay. No, it's, 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 right. it's yeah. a good thing that you guys don't do this all together because it'd be a little bit awkward here. But guys, this this thing, this pool that we started in January, it's been something that's been going on for years and years and years inside mm-hmm. of the nerd room. And this year, we invited you guys in to participate in it, and it has made, I think, for all of us, it has made the box office. And following movies so much more exciting, especially in this post-pandemic era when numbers are kind of somewhat normalizing across the board here. Now, there's been a ton of surprises this year, and we're going to get into that with our strategies as we revisit kind of the, the first half here and where everyone's sitting, jostling for those positions. And as we're seeing some of the biggest movies of the year already behind us. And uh, I just want to get everyone's comments here on kind of how the pool's been for you. Carlos, jump in here. The pool for you, you know, we've talked a lot about how much fun it is, but just try to, what's kind of the extra element in particular for this year that's it's brought some of that heat for for this pool and kind of that engagement that we've had across all this? Uh, to be honest, like the funnest thing, and it started like right from the moment that we initialized the live stream uh, at the outset of this thing and the Crusoe showed up wearing those jackets and i was just like all right all right here we go and i found myself kind of playing against them and there was a few times where my choices while my top five saved one movie that i really wanted and had uh designs on uh ended up falling into my basket um they were always the ones that were worrying me 
where I was like, if anybody's going to have the same angle on some of these films, it's going to be those two. And it's just like when they were making their like, especially like that second and third, fourth pick, I was sweating and they stole they stole a few from me. Uh, I I ended up with that dog's breakfast that Zachary Levi ended up serving up. (laughs) (laughs) Because uh, because they snaked a a few from me. But uh, yeah. Yeah, it's we're we're gonna get into kind of the draft order here, but I'd like to talk to my man, all heart Zeddy here, man. You went with your heart oh, in this draft. Uh, I don't know about that. Uh, <laughs> you and I, you and I have some explaining to do. I think you went heart. I thought I was outsmarting everyone by using my 2018 comic book movie strategy. Yeah. And uh, both of us right now, we'll get into the 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 numbers here in just a second. But both of us find ourselves on the the back end of this. But taking out some of the L's that you and I have taken across this pool, <laughs> how are you feeling about it thus far? Yeah, I mean, like, it's still fun nonetheless, you know, just to track everything. I mean, like, sure, would I have loved the films that I have ultimately chosen to do a little bit better? Um, of course. And obviously, the strategy that I had went with, with not taking a comic book movie or a successful sustaining franchise, I guess, might have backfired on me. Um, but it, like I said, it, it's it's been fun to just track everything um, along the way. And uh, how funny that it's been just, you know, with all the releases that I've been all the films have been in a lot of films have been like monopolized on top of top of each other. So it feels like a lot of films could have arguably made more if the release dates were arguably better for some of them. But, uh, and again, it's, it's the hand that you get dealt with. Right. So it's ultimately, ultimately what you decide at the end of the day. Well, there's, we're definitely not the only ones scratching our heads about the box office this year. I'm sure there's a pile of studio execs and, and people just being like, what is going on? How is there such a dramatic change in just, I guess we're coming out of the pandemic, but from 19 into early 2020 into even last year into this year, very, very different. Caruso's, did you anticipate this coming into the draft that quality and something that just a little bit different was going to be the difference maker in all this? Uh, you know, that's a good question. Um, I think we're learning, at least me and my dad are learning this week that. Uh, I didn't go as expected because Mission Impossible definitely didn't hit the way I think we thought it was. Um, but then some things happened, like, of course, like Super Mario was, of course, really going to blow things away. Um, I think the the unexpected thing is going to be really fun this coming weekend. Yeah. Um, because I think these were the two that really – I think when we did this – when we did the draft, right? I think the hype around like the whole, cause I think there was rumors at the time, like one of them was going to move to the fall. So like, I, I think we couldn't yet predict what this showdown was going to be like between these two. And it's, it's, it's really a thing. And, and I wasn't even processing how these might hurt mission impossible either. So I think it's been a fun thing to keep track of, but nothing really this year happened the way I expected it to. I did think Ant-Man would do a little more. I did think the flash would do a little more. Um, and there's some other movies I want to talk about that nobody had that had mm-hmm. kind of an impact that um, is what made this game so fun is there would be random things that happened and you're like, yeah, we, we, we didn't even know that movie existed. You know what I mean? Less predictable than I think any of us thought, maybe except yeah. for Carlos. He seems to have hit a bit of, hit a few of those. <laughs> yeah. That, you know what? That ended up being such a coup, just like Sunday morning brunch with the family, just, deciding to focus on doing the box office pool and like i always had barbie on my list but it went from the middle of my list to like 
this has to be one of your top three picks over the course of just talking it over with the girls there. So yeah, and shout out to my man Bill in the comments there. Nice to uh shout out to Bill. Nice to be oh, in front of you as well, my friend. There he is. Mr. C, how are you feeling this far? We're halfway yeah. through here. You guys think, do have the lead. I will reveal that. Yeah. I'm about to reveal the, the leaders board here in just a second, but I want to get your comments before those change. numbers are up. It's going to change in like 48 hours. You guys got a solid no, enough lead. It's not, we'll it's, not it. gonna, it's not going to change until Dune comes out. It, it doesn't matter. Correct. It's all, it, it won't, <laughs> that pendulum won't, no matter what, Barbie's not going to do enough to overtake, I think, where we're at now, no matter how big of an opening weekend it is. I think the thing for me that surprised me was, the nostalgia kick we were all on and this kind of being a very heavy nostalgia year. And then seeing that, I guess, nostalgia just for the sake of what it is, doesn't really bring box office. Right. And I think even myself was a little bit lulled into thinking like, sure, just throw this person there, just throw that person there. But that's not the case, man. The, uh, the public, the, the, the mass audience, the general audience is really, they're hard to predict. I got to be honest with you, you know, and then we, I think some of us really don't, I know I don't really take into account the streaming and how quick and, you know, the amount of money that people spent, you know, when they go to the show, how much it costs. So it's really made me focus and look at this thing. And I think next year will be really interesting. It's going to be extremely interesting. I think I think to your point there about nostalgia and franchises that we all thought were going to do big big numbers, and I think this Goldfish Bowl that we swim around inside of Twitter and inside of the community yep. is a lot smaller than a lot of people give it credit for. And the GA is what drives a lot of this, and the GA is going to different things, things that are worth that extra dollar. Super Mario, potentially Barbie, you know, some of the big hits this year, even John Wick Four, Creed Three. Like those yeah. turned out to be quite substantial. Like yep. they're they're amongst some of the biggest numbers right now. We're gonna get into that in just a minute yep. here. Mm-hmm. But Ian, as an outsider watching this happen, watching this unfold, being someone that has you know this idea that okay, you kind of seen this from his genesis and you've seen it roll through. Kind of what was the uh, maybe maybe we'll save this, but maybe you could just provide a little commentary on you know when you first saw this, who you immediately thought was going to potentially win this thing based off of just pure strategy. Yeah, that's a difficult one. I think to be honest, like the, the big surprise for me was, was Mario. Mm-hmm. So like, you know, Carlos taking that one first, like I honestly thought that wasn't the best choice. Um, <laughs> and I think I were on the, the Caruso side. I, I thought they, they kind of had it in the bag with their, their picks, especially with, <laughs> oh, there it is. with Mission Impossible. Statue, Golden Spidey. <laughs> But yeah, Mario, man, like it's like just looking at it from the outside and especially like living in Japan and seeing like what movies have been popular here. It's just so weird, like seeing the the kind of the contrast with some movies, but also the same some of the same movies kind of really hitting and not expecting them to. You know, you'd expect like a Mario to be pretty big here in Japan. And I didn't think that would be such a big movie uh, overseas. But then there's movies like, you know, like I, I didn't expect something like The Flash to be that popular here in Japan just because people don't have as much connection with those characters. And then like the same thing happened overseas, man. It's like it's crazy to see like these movies performing differently in different countries. But then in the, the, the general audience kind of having the same opinion about these movies. And I think that can tell us a little bit about why these movies are successful, like which of these movies are resonating with people and which aren't. 
Yeah, it's, 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 I think that's the biggest thing. And what's resonating has changed. And the, let's, let's get into some of that. I just threw a comment for the people that are watching into the thing, into the, the comment section here, but I'll verbalize it as well. What would you guys have taken first? The people listening, we'll, we'll pop them up here. Try to take out the, the, the hindsight of, oh, we know it's actually the biggest movie or what potentially is the biggest movie of the year. But going with your gut, what would you have taken? You know, a well, lot of a lot of those first choices, at least mine was, was yeah. a pure gut. <laughs> it was a pure, I need to have a Marvel movie as my first pick overall. I, I got to be honest with you because I this is not a lie. Uh, Nick and I talked the night before and he's like, Mario Brothers. I mean, I'm not lying to you. That's <laughs> what Nico said. What, what was our second choice was Ant-Man then, right? Because we, we kind of felt like that Ant-Man was the big new movie for the next phase with Jonathan Majors, Kane. And so that's why we went to that second. But Nick, we had this conversation, right? We, I mean, it wasn't. We just had a zig because Carlos took it, but right. We didn't go first. Yeah, we yeah. no. Our 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 backup. Our order was going to be mm, Super Mario, and then I think we still were going to do Guardians over Mission Impossible. We were going to do Guardians. Absolutely not about that. Then Carlos took Super Mario, and then we went. You know, let's just because did we pick third? We yes, did. did pick third. Yeah, so we literally went to our third option. Well, um, and, and Ant-Man's going to turn out, well, let's, we're going to pop up the numbers right now, but Ant-Man's going to turn out to be a fairly decent pick. Uh, at the, yeah, as, it wasn't, it, comes it out. wasn't a disaster, really. It wasn't. Well, compared to every other movie, no other well, movie has really clicked over 200 other than The Little Mermaid. Correct. Um, and the comic, and, and Guardians, but um, yeah. but let's get into it. Let's let's look here. We're going to pull up the, the leaders board. This is as of about half an hour ago, whatever was posted as of Tuesday on Box Office Mojo. So that will factor in, I think, Monday's numbers. Um, and plus the, the weekend and all that. So let's see. Where is everybody at here? I'm going to pop it up here. There it is. There is the current leaders board for the 2023 box office fantasy pool as of July 18th. So this is now all five of the Crusoe films have hit theaters. The latest being Mission Impossible. The rest of us have three movies out and on the board with the, the subsequent movies coming out either this weekend or little bit later in the year so let's let's reflect on this we got the crusoes with close to i guess what 270 or so million dollar 230 million dollar lead over carlos right now and this is with mission impossible almost 100 million dollars in so that's where we stand crusoes any comments on being and you guys have been the leaders for a good chunk here you've kind of bounced back and forth with carlos but let's hear your thoughts from from the the leaders of uh, of this my concern is this, is that I, I wanted and I believe that Mission Impossible was going to do about two and a quarter to 250. Mm-hmm. Right now, the multiplier looks like it might do 160 million. It's 100. Maybe we're lucky it does 180. So at that point, we'll have like a $300 million, 310 and change. Carlos has two movies. Potentially one of the biggest of the summer. Like the yeah, boom. but Dune, I don't know about Dune. I know you guys are big Dune people. I, I just don't know yeah, that Dune... That Dune is a, is a $200 or $220 uh, million movie. I don't know. I It's got the star power. It's got a lot going for it. I know it came out during the pandemic, so it's kind of hard to judge that. So to me, Barbie's the key. Mm-hmm. How strong Barbie carries beyond the first weekend is what is the key. And and I don't think much is coming out, right? No, it's in probably one of so, the most ideal it, spots. Right. Of the so I'm gonna, and I'm going to, this is my last thing I'm going to say. So, Basically, it looks like you've got Dune. 
I don't believe in Oppenheimer. I think it opens strong and then that's it. It's a three hour movie. There's already some interesting takes on it from people. So is I, that is that scene in the movie or is that a joke? I don't I don't know. I don't know. I, no, I, I, I can't tell don't if know if that's a joke or they're serious. <laughs> Man, have you been seeing the Bob the Bobby ones as well? Like the stuff that's coming out today about scenes in the Bobby movie. Like, are no. these things true? Like, are they real? I don't know. They're saying there's, a, there's apparently like a massive commentary on like the Iraq war in Bobby. I don't know if any of that's like, true. This, really? So the rumor with Oppenheimer no, is that I there's a 15 it, minute oh, sex Erwin scene in it. Like, is that real? I don't, I don't know, know if that's real. <laughs> it's a bit too risque for Nolan. If you ask it feels, me and it feels like, why would this be in this movie? Like, it, so th that's, that's, I don't know what the deal is. But I Googled that and tried to like Google it in a way that, like if my wife stumbled across what I was googling, it wouldn't be weird. <laughs> well, well, Kim, she checks it on Google and it says Florence Pugh and Killian Murphy scene. Yeah, <laughs> well, Nico, I'm going to throw it to you. The only thing we got going for yeah. us is that I'm not worried about Oppenheimer, but if Barbie's metrics kind of turn out to where people are like, ah, does that then give Mission Impossible a little bit of a boost? Where it's it's Barbie and Mission Impossible, Barbie and Mission Impossible kind of one, two for the next three or four weeks. So well, that, that's where we need to pick up. We need to do it. We need to do 200 or 220 with mission impossible. And I don't, I don't know if it could get there. I don't know. So why this weekend um, there's a little bit more at play than just Barbie in my opinion. So Tim, to answer your question, how do I feel? Not that secure um, because Project I think confidence, but I think there's, oh yeah, dude, we have this in the effing bank. No, um, <laughs> I actually think there's two big factors for us. We need, we need mission impossible to have legs like the other ones have. And we need the cool down from this weekend to happen so that theaters might be convinced to put, mission impossible back on the screens because oppenheimer is going to take a lot of premium screens and they're doing a bunch of showings in 70 millimeters at various theaters and they're charging their own prices or whatever so oppenheimer is also sneaky while i don't think it's going to be obviously that huge it's it's, it's going to take away the other thing i'm worried about is i think no one at least i haven't seen anyone you can tell me if i'm wrong and there's a lot of opinions with this movie. I'm strictly talking about the dollar amount. Yeah. We're not talking about anything else with this film, but I'm worried about how much more money that the sound of freedom is going to make. Yep. Yeah. Because the sound of freedom, in my humble opinion, is the number one factor, number one factor that is hurting Zeddy's guy, Tom Cruise right now. And I'm going to tell you why real fast. I'm going to tell you why real fast. I know there's a lot of controversy around the studio, around the actor, around the whole QAnon nature of it. But like Tim said earlier, like Twitter is not representative of the general public. What the general public sees with that film is a very compelling, realistic story. And not everyone knows what went into in the funding or et cetera, right? You have a lot of people who there's these movies that come out, right? And if the movie does, it it does have a big uh, conservative draw. That that's a big part of the United States, whether you agree with it or About not. Half of it, half of the <laughs> half of the United States. There's a religious aspect to it. When those type of films or those projects come out, they're always really well celebrated. And that's there's a lot of. And I hate to be. I hope this doesn't come off as like an insult. There will be a lot of 
the older generation who hears about something like Sound of Freedom and goes to it. And compare that with Mission Impossible. That's the seventh film, the part one of something, just another action movie in a year that's been loaded with action movies. It Sound of Freedom is is aggravating me more than Barbie will. <laughs> well, and the other thing with your point there, Nico, is like the Twitter discourse on it once because it got no coverage, but then once outlets started covering it, covering yes, it, it with pushes a, people to go. Yeah. Yeah, they covered it with a negative lens. Yes. And then there was people pushing against it. So then everybody who doesn't like the people that are pushing against it are gonna triple down. And especially exactly. with like the pay it forward ticket thing that they have going on yep. there yeah. will be people i guarantee you that will buy tickets for that movie just despite some guy that they didn't yep. like their comment on 100 percent. which is why the game was so fun and that's a great point it's why this turned out to be such a fun thing even though i'm concerned about it is like <laughs> i didn't know what this movie was till i saw that it went up 30 percent this it's, weekend mm -hmm. i was like the hell is this movie and why is everyone so angry about it? And then I just I went, looked at it. It's pulled in $93 million domestically, no international release. It might so go this to thing, 150. This thing it will might. outgross the Flash, probably. Yeah. It yep. could outgross Elemental. It could outgross Transformers, Fast and Furious. Like there's there's a big chance that you could do that. And like you said, this aggravation and this this whole space that we're existing in where we've had a dozen movies drop in the last I don't know, 15 weeks or so. It's been crazy watching all this this unfold. And what that's done is that's put the Caruso's, the first ones to cross the billion dollar mark this year, which is a feat in itself. So congratulations to you guys. But you've if got- only it was real money for us. That'd be phenomenal. That'd be phenomenal. <laughs> so you got, you, you've got Carlos hot on your heels and we, we've provided some, a good amount of commentary around the potential of Barbie here. But Carlos, you, you're, you're sitting, I think, fairly decent right now in the fact that you've got- you're you're pulling up close towards your 800 million dollar mark domestically with three films. The big one being, of course, Super Mario Brothers. How are you feeling about Barbie coming out here? And then, like we said before, in your back pocket, you do have Dune Two, which dropped the trailer a few weeks ago. It looks pretty phenomenal. Yeah, um, you know what? I'm feeling pretty good. Yeah, uh, heading into kind of end of school exam prep time, I may or may not have had my daughter for a math project do a predictive analysis on <laughs> my movies versus Crusoe's because I got to tell you, like across the spider verse put a lot of fear into me mm -hmm. to the point that I mm -hmm. actually went back and watched like a snippet of the original live stream to watch my lament as Nico announced that that's what they were taking. Cause I, I had a strategy going for my three, four there, but, um, with her numbers and we kind of gave everything the benefit of the doubt so we predicted or we took mission impossible's the highest forecast so the i think it was like 325 domestic is what we gave mission impossible yeah. um and then we gave um spider-verse three weeks of just 30 percent drops and then 50 as of this week kind of until it went to like 500,000. so uh, with that, I needed my last three movies because Indiana Jones hadn't come out at the time uh, to hit 185 million. So, with assuming Spider Verse had 30% uh, drops for three weeks and Mission Impossible hit the highest possible number for the forecasts, 
185 is what I needed from each of mine. Um, Indy, I, I was kind of lamenting Dr. Jones there because he stumbled out of the gate. But then at the same time, he actually beat Mission Impossible in the five day. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. yeah. It's, 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 like, it's held on well here, too. I just pulled up the, the actual numbers kind of everyone's picks here. So as we're kind of reflecting on this, I'll bounce back and forth. But yeah, Indy is pushing up to 150. So that's this year. That is a decent hold. Yeah, so it, it might fall short of that 185. But then like Barbie, the tracking on that, like the the floor is now 115 million. And it's like there's predictions as high as 155 from some mm-hmm. of the I've like professional that. analysts. So mm-hmm. I, I don't know, like I'm, I was confident that one would perform well. Um, and like, I, I gamed Tim a bit on it. Cause that was like, after you guys took Spider-Verse, I was like, well, I know Tim's not going to take Barbie. It's not even on his radar. <laughs> was so I'm, so I'm going to snake Indiana Jones. Cause uh, heading into the year, that was in a lot of people's top five. It definitely. It was, yeah, it was definitely it was. there for mm-hmm. me. It would have been my third pick. If if you had left it, I would have taken Indiana Jones 100%. You played me. You played me, my friend. <laughs> yeah. So if I can squeeze kind of that average of 185 out of these three, I, I should be safe. I, I think. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, Spider Verse. Spider Verse put the fear in me, man. And um, and it's one of those. I don't know if any of you guys have felt this e- e- as well. But you start kind of even if there's something you love, you start cheering against it. Sure. It's like Spider Verse. I freaking love this movie. It's one of the best things I've ever seen. Like the zeitgeist hit my house like huge with like everything, but I'm like, whoa, Miles Morales, like know your role here, slow down a bit. And, uh... <laughs> well, who would have predicted that Spider Verse, which was taken as the Crusoe's third pick, and what would have amounted to, I guess, pick number, what do we got, eight, nine, pick ten, outgrossing Guardians of the Galaxy? I, I would have never have called that, based off of. The performance of the original but here we are it's it's outgross guardians of the galaxy volume three and could potentially be amongst the top three top four grocers of this year which is which is pretty wild when you when you reflect back on that and where it was taken in this pool now now zeddy 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 me and you man we have oh, been no. battling i finally almost caught up to you i have literally been in last <laughs> For the entire pool. Like I was late out of the gate with a May release in Guardians. And then my next couple movies came out on the same day, which I did not did not really realize. And they both stumbled. And so I finally almost caught up to you with the wonderful legs that Guardians of the Galaxy has had. But uh, yeah, you and I are kicking around. We're, we're going to be pushing up over that $600 million mark around this weekend or the next. Well, definitely mm-hmm. you with Oppenheimer coming out. So where, where, where did, where did we go wrong here? Zeddy? Let's, let's talk a little bit about that. You know, you and I, you, I took guardians first overall, you took fast X, you kind of went with a, a unique mixture of films. And I went with a very heavy comic book movie set of films and mm-hmm. that kind of set us a little bit apart from the what is now the two leaders and likely the two the two people that are the two groups that will be battling for that golden spidey. So mm-hmm. right now, you know, we could have we you Oppenheimer could do wonderful and we could do Wonka could be a billion dollar movie. Who knows? But where we're sitting as of the first half here, what would you maybe do different in? And I, I'll I'll say mine too because I'm, we're sitting in the exact same spot. We are right. bottling for the seller, battling for the seller here, man. 
Yeah. If I could answer for my boy Zeddy, Emmett said family movies are always a good bet because they put more butts in the seat. Family movies are a good bet. Movies about family, not. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry, <laughs> Z, I couldn't resist. <laughs> Brilliant. Stop it. Oh my God, this joke, man. It's going to kill me. Uh, well, look, much like my beloved Blackhawks, who just got the number one draft pick, we're going to be okay. So we're, 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 we're on the next year. It's all right. Prodigy is already been selected. Um, well, clearly, I guess where I went wrong is my – I guess we learned that it's not so much there might be fatigue in franchise. It's just the film that you choose, right? Because it's not not every franchise film tanked. It was just select, you know, franchise films, right? Meaning like Fast 10, the 10th installment, you know, probably a little bit of a risky move. I mean, you know, considering what the what the – Fast Nine did. Ant Man, yeah, you know, there was like that buzz going into it that it had a lot going for it. It was going to set up the MCU, right? But then there was, I don't know. So, you know, it was weird. I mean, like, yeah, should I probably have taken a few more comic book movies? Uh, yeah, I probably should have. I think that's why I ultimately went wrong. And Nico said it a few shows ago don't ever bet against Spider Man. That was the one thing that I think we all did was that we kind of, at least, you and I did, Tim. I was, you know, I guess we put Spider-Man in sort of our back pocket, and that was kind of a, a mistake. You know, I had hoped I would get Mission Impossible, regardless of how it's performing, because I still believed in Tom Cruise at the time. I still do. So there was, I think it, I was in like that unique spot where like I had the third and fourth pick, or I, you know, I had like that double pick. So I could have, I could have essentially altered the course of the draft. Looking back on it, I just didn't, um, and that that ultimately just falls on me. So I just chose the wrong franchise not so much i didn't choose them like disney franchise there's fatigue in those franchise fast time probably should have taken that a little later if it was still on the board probably shouldn't have been my first pick uh so i think i just chose my my order a bit long here but then again i didn't expect creed 3 to hit almost 160 million domestic so had Real, that going for it but and that, that's been one of the big surprises here you know and and the, the creed 3 and john wick outgrossing the majority of the comic book movies for the year um, yeah. or coming quite close to them. And, you know, for me to reflect back on on some of your thoughts there at Echo about the direction I took, look, I went and said to myself, where do I get guaranteed $200 million movies across the board? And I thought all of the comic book movies were a guarantee at that. That's usually what they were doing domestically, two two fifty, And even on the lower end, I thought Quantumania was going to do kind of in that high hundreds. And it mm -hmm. turned out to be the one that outgrosses The Flash. It outgrosses things like indie and in all almost all of these movies and so i kind of went with this strategy of like where is my guarantee and it turns out that pixar and the flash the flash especially fall way short i was convinced at one point the flash was going to be one of the biggest movies of the year and i we, you know we had talked about it being a steal zeddy offered me little mermaid i should have taken that i think it, i offered you every film on my yeah you did at one point and like little mermaid in hindsight like it's gonna yeah. outgross but three times three x the the flash and so still shit one baby it, it's, it's wild to look at some of this and look at some of the movies that like you said carlos indie and the flash shazam even falling flat like i even think rise of the beast has underperformed here it's done okay it i is, think globally yeah. but fast yeah. x of course is is one of the one of the bigger ones that that have fallen way short and so like there's a bit of a narrative here almost spinning out is that these franchises whether it's marvel dc lucasfilm or indie you know everything that is familiar 
seems to be kind of falling a bit a way under projections at least and you know guardians i think has performed quite well for me and that, that's kind of my anchor right now but when you compare it to, to things like across the spider-verse which you, when you look at where this was picked just to come back to this you know this is a near 400 million dollar film sitting in the middle of the draft but even if you look at guardians like the way that that film opened it opened to not perform nearly oh, yeah. as well as what it got you it was just like it was an exceptionally strong comic book mm-hmm. movie and that's what took it for a million right? like, percent had it been mm-hmm. like just kind of a mediocre type comic book movie like good but not great kind of you know thank you next type of affair i i don't think that it would have done nearly that but like it, it's one of the best in their entire stable so um yeah i, I Got, Even that one was a bit of a yeah. risky pick in re- retrospect. Yeah, Guardians Three is so good that if it came out a few years ago, it, it's a billion dollar movie. Mm-hmm. It almost oh, did. Yeah. Like it, it's eight hundred and like close yeah. to eight fifty. Even that's what I'm saying. It, it, yeah. There's no doubt in my mind it would have been the biggest one in the franchise. But you know, it came out on the heels of the Quantum Mania, and I know nobody wants to hear it. And they they've got selective hearing. <laughs> There is comic book fatigue. I the F word. The F word. I'm the I'm the the biggest comic book fan there is. I'm 58 years old. I've been reading them, watching them. Even I have comic book fatigue at this point because it's mm. just there's a lot of non interesting things coming out to me. I'm sorry if they appeal to other people, that's fine. But I just don't have the interest. It, it's it's much more selective for me right now. And you know, Mr. Steve. I mean, I'm with you and on that with you. But there's people that will argue with me and say <laughs> that, no, they're afraid like the industry is going to go away. It's it's not, but it's got to slow down. It's definitely the fatigue with the quality too. Do you know sure. what I mean? It's, it's kind of like a combination of fatigue, but a combination of what Carlos is yeah, trying to Shazam, say too. But Shazam was not a bad movie. We, I know I, I ripped, it was, a. it didn't, some of these movies were better than the numbers they did. There's yep. also though like a certain interest level too. Do you know what I mean? Like the the thing about Shazam was the the awkward one where like it was a pretty good movie, but I just think people didn't care, and enough yeah. of, and enough of the reviews were negative enough to make people be like, I'm not even going to waste the seventeen dollars now to go see it. Um, it's it's it's, yeah. it's the familiar. I think is yes, the problem. Always. The familiar when people look at this is where I think Blue Beetle is going to really suffer is that it looks like something that we've kind of all seen. Like the unique pieces of it are is Zolo and his family and all that. But the rest of it just looks like just another, like this Craven the Hunter is going to fall victim to this too. I think I Aquaman, forgetting, I the forgetting Marvels, forgetting like they're the all going to fall victim to this thing. The Marvels might be saved by by Miss Marvel, but it that that might be the unique enough piece where it does get some legs to it. But I think it's so familiar. Like you look at all these movies that have like, Transformers, The Flash, Elementals, even Mission Impossible, Fast X, like all of these have fallen victim to the familiar. The ones that stick out, Super Mario, potentially Barbie, Guardians of the Galaxy, Across the Spider-Verse, like John Wick 4, Creed 3. Like to me, these are all more unique films that have something to offer that isn't just a, you know, popcorn in, let's go, we'll never talk about this movie again. Maybe mm-hmm. we'll tune into Vigilante or the Nerd Room and hear what these guys have to say. And then that's our that's our experience in all of this. And like, to, to, to go to your, your quality points, this is a beautiful segue into this next slide. This is something that I've been sharing on and off. And yeah. Ian and I have talked about this, this in the podcast. Sick. This hasn't been updated in a few weeks, so Indy's not on here and a few others. But this is essentially the cinema scores, which Carlos introduced us to, 
and kind of the, the value of it compared to things like, like Rotten Tomatoes and all that, which is just a single opinion. This is more of an aggregate result of moviegoers, first weekend, second weekend, and it's, it's all pulled together to kind of give this score. And this is against domestic box office totals. Domestic, of course, because this is what we fall in the pool, but also it takes out things like China and all that, having these this overprint on, on some of these numbers. And there's a clear trend here that quality makes money. And this is really a graph and a representation of the second week until the end of its run. This doesn't really impact that first week quality. Quality, the marketing really impacts that first week. And that's why you see a lot of these Marvel films above the trend line and the DC films below. That's a brand thing, but it all kind of shakes out once you get into the second, third, and fourth weeks. And so ultimately what this shows very clearly to me is that quality is a significant factor in the legs of films and the overall domestic gross of films. Um, like I, once I talk, toss on things here like Fast X and The Little Mermaid and everything, this is a bit more comic book movie focused, but it, like there, there is a very clear trend that people are going back to quality films, unique quality films. I don't, I don't think it's undeniable here. So it's uh, you guys get any comments on this? Like this is this quality, this quality clearly matters, but does it matter for you guys the same way? So, yeah. Um, I think the, the only really like, you know, big outlier here, I I think the biggest kind of disconnect between, because I feel like we all could have probably told each other all of these. Do you know what I mean? I think the only outlier is the flash and that's why it was so interesting the last couple weeks to talk about it. And I was even I was even accused of being a flip-flop around the flash. No, I'm just trying to talk about, I severely, and I love the movie. I severely overestimated. Oh yeah. How the audience was going to like this. And there's this notion. I've tried to stay out of the flash box office discussion because it kind of like hurts. And I feel like I've, I've, I've got to a point where I just don't want to talk about it anymore, but I feel like the number one thing, and this is no one directly, but I think there was a lot of, like looking for reasons and you can argue, yes, there were a lot of reasons. Maybe people didn't see the movie, but the most telling one, like Carlos said, he's on the money. It's the cinema score. And there's this kind of take out there that like the flash was like a really loved movie that was hurt by a few things. And that's why people didn't go see it. The cinema score is a B. Yeah. Letterbox is a 2.9 out of 5. It's got a 5.6 on Metacritic. Yeah. Yes, Rotten Tomatoes it has an audience score of 84, but that critic score, people look at the critic score more. On um, And then it's got a 56 on Metacritic. And even its IMDb is only like a 7. Like those aren't high metrics to show you the audience liked it. And this graph shows you that. And I was so wrong because I thought, the flash would be like an a minus right because it was fun you know but i i i think it's it just goes back to this idea of you gotta the cinema score is the number one telling thing yeah it's always the number one telling thing yeah especially for those those second and third weeks you know when you look at some Mm -hmm. of this some of these are pulling in legacy numbers from 2022 you're no way home you're top gun maverick avatar 2 and all that but it, it's it's super telling like all those a minus to a plus films are all over 300 million dollar domestic films 
And like that's that's a huge, huge piece of this that I think when you look at things like fatigue, like you mentioned, Mr. C, look at yeah. things of quality. I think this is starting to percolate through and into the studios. We won't talk too much about all the everything that's going on and all that, but it's uh, it's definitely an effect. And I think that's why you're seeing a lot of people pulling back on these things. Like even myself, diehard MCU fanboy, you call me what you want to call me, but that, that's pretty much it. Mm-hmm. You listen to our podcast over the last six months. My tone has very much, very slowly changed on all of this. And, you know, to the point where I'm, I'm usually the one out there waving the MCU flag. And now I'm thinking like, come on guys, like let's, let's put a little bit more effort into this a little bit more effort into the story. And, and all that and like it matters here it matters to people guardians did well because like you said it was a, it's an anomaly inside of the last couple of years with the mcu you know and you're still multiverse of madness and thor 4 to me are still anomalies because you're, you're riding off of the high of the mcu brand once this brand was kind of diminished potentially hurt inside of 2022 that's been reflected inside of 2023 brand is a big thing of this dc yeah. suffering marvel suffering from this this year the, the whole industry really is suffering when you look at things like the Flash and all that. Well, and I'll, I'll throw out a theory with the MCU that I kind of ran by you, Tim, when we saw Indy. I'm convinced that they moved Deadpool 3 to May of next year and pushed back um, Captain America 4 and the rest of their... and. Um, the great value suicide squad uh thunderbolts there Um, great values (laughs) um because you're seeing the knock-on effect of the disney plus experiment not working and i'm convinced that the mcu's leadership did not want to have a string of films all heavily connected to disney plus properties all in a row and that's why they moved Deadpool to break up what would have been a string of Captain Marvel, Captain America, the Thunderbolts there. Yeah, right. And there's another one too that's connected to oh Kang Dynasty. Right. Yeah. Yeah. What about, what about the Fantastic Four? What the hell's going on with that? I mean well, yeah, like James Gunn has cast all the terrifics essentially, but yet we don't have any Fantastic Four. Blade <laughs> is in like I, I, I think Lee is like they're they're in major i think the only film right now they're confident in is deadpool 3 yeah me too i agree with you that's the only film the mcu right now like the the brain trust there is confident in again because it ticks those boxes it's different number Mm -hmm. one it's going to be wildly different than captain america 4 than the marvels and aquaman and everything that's come out this year save maybe guardians of the galaxy that's what's going to get people there. People are going to be excited. You you can say what you want about the yellow suit and everything. I think it looks really cool, but that's going to get people in in seats. It's, it's the only thing. Well, there's two things, but it's, it's the only thing they still have to do. Mm -hmm. Get those Fox X-Men back. If I was the MCU, y'all call me crazy. I would let Deadpool three come out and I would fast track. I would only green light Kang and secret wars and just stop i wouldn't even do those movies anymore if i'm being no no i would do something like secret wars still i would let like toby andrew hugh like let all them come and hang out one time even if the movie sucks and then just stop because you'll get like secret wars could get a five on rotten tomatoes and even with the mcu fatigue it'll make two billion dollars because people i don't think so toby jackman you bring back downey evans you just bring back every single person happy ending everyone's alive no one's dead you 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 guys in the marvel universe you guys gotta remember too 
they're bringing back people that are in your your guys' age group that you guys grew up with, okay? The Flash, Keaton was about probably 10, 12 years too late to, uh, to catch probably. him. I'm, I'm going to blow yeah. your mind here. There was 11 more years between Michael Keaton appearances than there was between Adam West and Michael Keaton. Wow. Say that again? Wait, what? Oh. It's 23 years between Adam West and Michael Keaton showing up yeah. in Batman 89. And yeah. it's like 34 years between Michael Keaton as Batman in Batman eighty nine and, Adam, and yeah. twenty twenty three, that's amazing. It's too long. Yeah, it's yeah. just yeah. yeah, it's just it's just too well, long, and it's too long. It's it it it's too long, and you know, again, I I whatever we get into these discussions and stuff, there there's just I mean, Hugh Jackman is is equally culturally impacted the superhero world as much as Michael Keaton has as Batman. There's no doubt about it. He's been in more movies. I think more so. He, he's actually bigger than Michael Keaton. Come at me. You want to? I don't care, man. I, but there's I been no working. other Wolverine, right? So that's other Wolverine and he's, appeal. He spends well, twenty years too. Twenty cool. years as a character. It's a cool, and he's a young. He looks good. He's always looked good playing the role too. It isn't like he's if he's. I don't even know if he's sixty or whatever. The guy looks fantastic. So. Michael Keaton aged out when he was a younger guy. He he just he, he doesn't have the genes. I'm sorry, but he didn't he doesn't have that in him. He looked well, older when he was younger. And and like yeah. they were saying too, there was whether and we're not arguing. Well, I'm, I'm not going back to what we were doing on Twitter. No, no, but no. um, why there was a second? There was another version after him that surpassed him to this general audience. Do you know what I mean? Logan. Like. Yeah. Well, no, I'm talking about for for Keaton. I'm talking oh. about The Dark Knight, you know, whereas like yes, yes there, and, was, there was right. And yeah. it's Tim yeah. who always brings up the brilliant point of when when yes. you have a really successful current thing and you bring back, right? So no one's gonna argue. I think I love Toby and Andrew, but Tom is technically the most successful Spider-Man. Mm -hmm. With he was in the heart of that Infinity War endgame, he became so you were always going to win with that no way home. I think Toby's yeah. the best Spidey, but Tom is the most popular to this general audience. So yes. to bring back the versions 34 years later, so much longer, but also to bring back the not really current biggest version and also a franchise that has been guys. I mean, whatever the DCE was, it just wasn't, gonna work i think the way a lot of people wanted it to i mean i'm sitting here telling you i the flash is my favorite dc character of all time and i respect keaton i the fact that this movie is like next to morbius down here <laughs> is what? so i i didn't even think about this that is so please tell neither me it's did a little I. higher right <laughs> i thought it was a I little higher than morbius, right? getting that that late in the in the pool and it, it's it's the the, the commentary around this is, is awesome because there's so much speculation and, and all of that went into, into the thought. And even now that we're, we're living in a world of hindsight with all of this stuff, let, let's go, let's go back to the pool and talk about biggest regrets. Like, and I'm not saying like, Oh, I should have took Mario. It's like, let's look at the, the, the table that's on, on the board here and things that you passed over as we were picking. And now remember we did, we didn't start the snake draft steady. So it went, Myself, Carlos, the Crusos, and then Zeddy, and then it went back to me. Yeah. 
Yep. And then it snaked after that as right. we're looking at this thing. You know, for me personally, I thought Guardians was a surefire biggest movie of the year. And then when I had the opportunity to choose the Marvels as what turned out to be my second pick, again, I thought I was off to the races. I was banking on the fact that the MCU brand from even 2022 was going to continue in that way. 300 to $400 million movies. Now, when mm -hmm. I look in hindsight, I should have took Quantumania, maybe. Mm -hmm. <laughs> or like, and then when I get to Aquaman and the Flash, you know, I, I left out things like Barbie and, and Creed 3 that I would have never taken Creed 3. And Barbie was probably, if it was around on my fifth pick, I would have taken it. And so, you know, when I look at regrets for me, like movies that I that I missed out on, it really comes down to that that second pick was, and the Marvels isn't out yet, and the Marvels could do very well. But when I look at things like Dune, Quantumania, and The Little Mermaid, like Quantumania and Little Mermaid, Dune over $200 million. $200 million movies are super successful movies in this pool this year because most things are doing sub 200. And those $200 million movies are going to be the difference makers. So, so Zeddy, man, regret here. Let's, let's talk mm -hmm. about that single regret in mm -hmm. the pool here when it comes to what you had, you know, your first pick. You've, you've talked about your first pick not being the right in the franchise. But yeah. if you could go back and do it again, given mm -hmm. the movies that are on the board, maybe what would you do differently here? Yeah, I mean, like, essentially, like, looking back on it, the only real one that performed up to metrics for me is honestly Creed 3. Because mm -hmm. it was really the one sleeper hit that everybody was like, this could do really, really well. It's Michael B. Jordan. It's the first sports movie filmed in IMAX. John of the Majors at the time was was really at, at the peak of Hollywood. So it seemed like a for sure thing. right? And, I, and I'm glad that, you know, everything in the back half of it uh, succeeded. But honestly, looking back on it, you know, considering where I was in the draft, I probably regret not taking across the Spider-Verse or... Mm -hmm. Dune 2 is like my one-two punch. I mean, looking back on it, you know, I mean, that probably would have served me better well. Because to be quite honest, I am I actually regret taking A Little Mermaid looking back on it. I mean, $294 million isn't nothing to sniff about. Uh, but but given... It's, it's, it's going to be one of the best of the year. I know. You. But, you know, but, you know like, like given like what everybody thought it was going to do, mm -hmm. in a way it kind of underperformed. But it it is ultimately the film that's actually kept me into the end of the draft. Well, this luckily, part, every, yeah. almost everything has underperformed yeah. <laughs> inside so, of this year. Yeah. So, so Carlos, man, you, you're you're coming into a big weekend here. You were in the lead there for a while. You had a big hit here with your number one pick overall. I even had my wife today say to me, "Next year, I want to be a part of this." I said, "We don't want to. We don't want to break this up too much." I said, "But you can help me because Carlos had some help from from the family a little bit and." You, you, when you look at the board, you probably have the most diverse set of films. But is there a film that you want you would have liked to have in there, other than you know, again, trying to take out hindsight? But like, if if you could rechoose some of that, you know, would you pitch out indie and maybe take a, a John Wick four or something like that? Um, or not indie, sorry, Shazam. So, like, wh where what would you potentially do different here if, if you could go back at this for 2023? Yeah, no, like I, I looked at it and it was kind of like you have to, uh, like you said, play against the things that were on the board at the time of your pick. So like I'm and like I fully admit, like I was I, I started just playing against the, the Crusoe's because I was just like, well, I, I figured that after that first round, Dune would be high on their pecking order. So I knew that that one was at risk, so I took it too. And I was, I, I'm fairly confident in it. And the fact that it's on Netflix now will 
supercharge um, the box office potential of that movie. Like the first one, like it was already beloved and had some Oscar heat, added a bunch of hot actors. And then now that it has a run on an actual bonafide streaming service for a few months heading into its release, uh, I'm pretty happy with Dune 2. So it's, it's kind of a coin flip for that second pick. It's like, I, I figured it was more of a for sure thing than across the Spider-Verse, given how animation had done before yeah. that. Um, I don't think it'll do what across the Spider-Verse did, but um, that's kind of the only one too. Like by the time I got to Indie, I don't look at anything that came after Indie. Like Indie was the safest pick at the time, right? Like obviously John Wick was going to be a bigger movie. Creed is a bigger movie. But when we know nothing going in, I was like, oh, I have one of the things that people are predicting will be one of the top five movies of the year sitting right here. I got to take it. Um, honestly, my big regret is Shazam. Like, mm-hmm. uh, I think it's because I was wearing the stupid Black Adam hat at the time was why I, t- <laughs> why I took that movie. <laughs> but um, uh, like, I, my, and part of our thinking when we were making these picks was we were kind of worried that a few of these movies get bumped to streaming. Yeah. Like I still like I wanted to take Blue Beetle and I was with my guy Frank and that like I think that'll be huge with the Latino community and but my big worry was that they'd take it and bump it to 2024 just to spread things out a bit. And uh I figured with Shazam I was like it's probably pretty safe cuz it's already been delayed from 2022 and the floor for it was like I figured the worst it'll do is the exact same as the original. So that's why I took it. Like, in uh, I, I do regret not taking. Uh, I'm I'm not high on that Turtles movie that's coming out, but Disney's Wish. Like, if I could mm. replace that one, I would have taken that, or I would have taken Elemental, quite frankly. But even that one, it was like, do they toss this one on Disney Plus prematurely? So, yeah, that last pick was, uh, yeah, like I had really tepid expectations for Shazam and it failed to even meet those. <laughs> so. Yeah, it, 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 it definitely did that unperforming. Now, Crusoe, let's talk about me, me a little regret, and I want to pull in a, a thread that, that Carlos kind of sort of talked about was like things that were left off the board. Disney's Wish, TMNT, which I'm pretty excited about, which I think could be a, it could be a huge anomaly. It's either going to do kind of mediocre stuff or it's going to blast off, I think. So like when it comes to regrets, is there something that you would have maybe liked to have inside of of the draft and maybe remove something out of here like transformers potentially nick i i don't really know i mean where we were at and when we had to pick i think we did a good job i think we did the smart thing was to avoid dc they're my favorite brand but i just yeah they gotta prove it to me i i i did not think those two movies flash and shazam would do as bad as they did but they had i had to be surprised by those movies so I felt like it was a win-win. Like if those movies did great and I lost, I'd be happy for the brand. But mm-hmm. can you think of anything, Nick, that we, I mean, was there anything else we could have took besides Transformers? That's the only one maybe. I'll be honest with you. Um, and this isn't, you know, that, that like kind of cocky or false confidence I was talking about off air. I genuinely, I'm going to look at you all and say, I don't really seeing how everything went. How it felt. I really don't regret a thing. Um, I, I think it's because I was, and you go back on the show because I had some pretty good reasons. I was pretty confident in Across the Spider Verse. I did think someone yeah. would take it earlier, yeah. um, just 
the way that first that first one it didn't do that much but man that movie aged you just knew it kept aging mm-hmm. like people kept loving it and saying it and after no way home too i think the sky was the limit in terms of the spider-verse stuff but this is an example of like i, I think dad i think we did a really solid job i mean even quantum media that second one like it make it makes sense um i think the only the only big thing to say is like this is just an example where like i think we had a really strong draft i think we might have the best team on paper but freaking carlos is like jordan in the nba finals dude it's he's he's, he's got a couple he's got a couple that might just take out he's got like he, MJ, a Scotty snaps, Pippen. Yeah, right. he yeah. might have scotty pippen with barbie too where he just <laughs> <laughs> where the where the two he's, guys he's got Scotty and Paxson ready to go? Like, yeah. man, they stopped the Utah Jazz those two years. Those were good teams, but Jordan just said, "Y'all are the Detroit Pistons right now." Sometimes it's meant to be like the Giannis in the two thousand one fi- or in the twenty twenty one finals. Man, that Phoenix team was better, but those last four games, he was like a god. It's just, yeah. it's it, it's, it, it's, it, it's crazy. It's impressive because I I, I did not. I did not read the Barbie thing. I, I thought it would play smaller. And I also thought it was going to be the kind of movie that I think it's going to be. And so that's why I'm so fascinated by this week. I'm so fascinated. It's, it's I, know why, to check out. I know the reviews are really good. So we, <laughs> Nick. here's what I will say. If Carlos didn't take it, we I, w- I wanted it next. I did want it with that fourth pick. Okay. That's that's a, that's a big one. That's a I big did. one. I I did want it there, and then I live with Transformers. I'm I'm actually shocked. The only thing I'm shocked at is that we picked John. That I picked that we talked about Transformers before John Wick. Oh wait, Barbie dropped from a ninety-three to an eighty-seven. Maybe. Oh shit! It's over. Oh, it's happening. It's <laughs> over. It's <laughs> flying out now. Ian, Ian, I we're gonna we're gonna wrap this stream up here in just a minute here. But looking at this board that we got up on the screen here, I want you to do two things for me. I want you to pick out what is the standout pick of the draft so far. And then I may be thinking about what's what's coming. You know, is is there anything missing off of the board here that you can think of straight off the top of your head? So what is what would you say is the best pick? Consider things what numbers have landed, where these picks were. I have one in my head, and I think we're probably all thinking a relatively similar thing here. But what's the standout pick here on the board for you? I don't know, man. For me, like the biggest, as I said before, the biggest shocker was just the, the Mario, man. Mm-hmm. Like I just don't, I just didn't see that. Like I just didn't see that coming. And even though, you know, even that movie, I've watched that movie, and I don't even think it's a very good movie. So oh, I like, agree. I have it. legs, and it went. It it's done so well. You know, the reception wasn't amazing. There wasn't like this huge hype around it. Like after it came out, people weren't bigging up this movie. People were saying it was an okay movie. I think like some people liked it. But it tend to be like, you know, families and stuff. But like in general, it wasn't anything mind blowing um, compared to something like, you know, like an Across the Spider-Verse. I think that one people actually did see and people actually kind of um, started spreading around how great that was. But for me, you know, Mario was was a was a, a big shocker. But coming up, like for me, looking at the board, like there are some that that are still unknowns. Like I think it's really unpredictable. Like Dune 2. Yeah. Like that movie didn't do so well, the first movie, but we don't know how many people watch that movie at home. And the thing is, like, it could be like a Spider Verse, you know, a lot yeah. of people watch that afterwards 
that movie became really popular afterwards. And then everybody rushed to see the sequel for that movie. So that could happen, man. And then we're also talking about like movies that are um, different. You know, how about a Wonka? I don't know, man. Like, yeah. again, people are watching the trailers. Some people aren't liking it. But I'm thinking it looks super fun. Comes out, you know, holiday season. People love the Paddington movies. And, you know, they've been getting a lot of kind of, they've been kind of trending uh, online. So I don't know, man. Like, I feel like some of these movies are going to shock us. I think Barbie's actually got to start off quite well, but I think it's going to, it's going to lose its way pretty early on. I think it's going to surprise people what it's actually, because I read today that it's not, it's not supposed to be appropriate for anyone under the age of 15. Mm. And I think that could be quite problematic with a Barbie movie. You know, I was intending to take my kids to see that movie. Um, so, yeah, like for me, I think some of the surprising ones that will surprise us might be like a Wonka or like a Dune 2. Mm. See, I still think Aquaman might be okay. Zeddy doesn't agree, mm. I know. Like no, not, no. not huge, but I, don't I can think so, see man. I can see Aquaman crossing. Well, I, think, I think you should change the name of that movie to D O A. What what will probably not happen? We, Sorry, we've Sam. had this. We've had this. That's all right, man. I I know exactly where this is going. We've had this problem before, where we actually had to wait well into the following year to get the final sure. tally of some of these things. But because it's on my board, I don't think we're gonna have to wait for that unless we see uh, Marvel's doing close to the like six, 700, which I don't know. Like the wild thing when you look at this board too, as we wrap up here is that the biggest movies of the year right now, as we stand, both are animated. Uh, we don't have anything North of $600 million. That's amazing. And when you look pre pandemic, we had stuff going over six, over seven, over eight, Ooh. upwards of a billion dollars in some cases, when you get to the Avengers stuff and all that. And so there's, there's definitely this huge pullback and it's going to, it's going to be fascinating to see, how this unravels, who, regardless of who wins, this is going to completely change how we approach our drafts in 2024. This is such and a 2020, 2024. I think the advice is just ask, ask your family, man. Yeah, like, don't. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> because like I, I think like if I choose the movies that my wife and my kids really wanted to see, if I choose the ones my wife wanted to see, they're all like the big hitters and they're they're the big surprises. You know, my wife just rushing to see Creed 3. And I'm like, why? I didn't even know she even liked the Creed movies. You know, they rushed to go and see Across the Spider-Verse. They loved, they wanted to go and see Guardians movies. But like the other ones, like Flash, like they didn't care about those movies at all. Like my wife even questioned, like, you like, you like the Flash? Like, I think the general <laughs> audience, you got to ask people who are the, the GA, not, yeah. not the people it. that you think. They yeah. they are the literal gatekeepers of of these numbers. Is is the GA? It's not it's not us. It's not the fanboys. It's not you know what I mean. Like, and I think sometimes we get in an inside of those that I mentioned before. We get inside of this little bubble, like refer to it as a goldfish, right? We're just spinning in circles. Yeah. We're seeing that one castle, the same thing over and over and over again, and we get this perception that, that is the biggest thing in the world. But in fact, we're just inside of this small little goldfish bowl, and there's this whole world out and around us. And so it's it's been fascinating i love the analysis here and i know we could talk for literal hours about this guys but we're gonna wrap this one up for this week we'll definitely be coming back to this as we get towards the end of the year probably around that christmas time maybe we'll do a check-in 
once we get through what do we got through we get Bar- barbie and oppenheimer the big ones we're gonna have to wait probably till december as we get aquaman the marvels and dune 2 and wonka all on the board here to see how this thing really shakes out we'll do that golden spidey and then maybe we'll look at you know what, what do we do for next year do we do we tweak this a little bit how do we make this more competitive but ultimately this has been an absolute ride guys and I, i've had a, a blast what do you doing make this, this more competitive what do you mean here. Well, Carlos, if you, there's only been two people that have held that trophy, um, and we've been doing this, I think, since 2000. If you look at the bottom, Carlos, what's what's Troy's name on there? Is it 17 or 18? You got to put your name on the bottom. Oh, 2018 for Troy. 20, yeah, 2018 is when we started this, and it has been in Carlos's house since the pandemic started. Oh, <laughs> like I know, I think it. Carlos Carlos cheated a little bit, man. He asked his daughter. He pulled a Remember the Titans. He got like some mathematical <laughs> analysis of the movies and some beans, some money ball. I think he, you know what, um, you know what he's using, Carlos. He's using AI. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> AI, AI wasn't quite a thing he's when we started. Kind of a bitch, Carlos. He's using AI. Know yeah, you know, I think I'm going to retire the Golden Spidey, and I I might have to craft a Golden Batman here because <laughs> that would be cool. Um, so the story behind the Golden Spidey, and if if you want to, to reinvent, if you want to retire, I'm all for it. So the story behind the Golden Spidey, just for one last thing here, is. We did in 2018, whoever won the first inaugural nerd room pool got to pick the, the, the trophy, what, who the likeness was. And all it's made out of one of those simple soap bottle looking Spider-Man that I painted gold with spray paint and glued onto this, this platform. And so if, if, there's, if it's time to retire, we could put that in the case and we could maybe put a Keaton Batman soap bottle uh, <laughs> figure up on there. <laughs> but then that would go to the loser or who would that <laughs> That that one that one Man. we can put I, one I'm gonna bring home and just pretend like I'm, 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 I'm a gold a gold Ezra Miller flash. Yeah. Yeah. Gold <laughs> Ezra Miller flash. Unmasked. Best thing you could do is uh, get a Toby Maguire. I hate this day. Head sculpt. <laughs> All right, gentlemen, vigilante 1939. Guys, let everyone know where they can find your enthusiastic commentary about all things inside of the pop culture space go ahead z you guys go ahead. can you just do it all can can you do all do it all, nope you guys you guys you guys nope nope you guys let everybody know where they can find you guys <laughs> find me at caruso jr on twitter you can find me at nico caruso on twitter at nico knows film on tiktok and zeddy's gonna hit you with the other two. Oh, now he has to oh okay nice nice all right yeah i'm on uh twitter and threads now at Nick Zanik. Uh, you can follow the show anywhere you get your uh, podcast at. That's at Vigilante1939. And uh, I'll let Carlos elaborate a little bit more on it, but we got a little surprising announcement here on the live stream. Um, yeah. everybody. So go ahead, Carlos. I'll let you kick it off here because it's in my handle, but you can't see it, but I just typed it in for everybody. But go okay, ahead. Okay, so live update breaking news. Uh, much like the elder Bruce Wayne mentoring the young Terry McGinnis to take on the mantle of Batman. Me as the likely 2023 three-peat champion of the box office pool, I'm going to mentor my young Terry McGinnis here who may or may not lose the box office pool. And uh, yeah, we're going to be doing a weekly show uh, aptly named Box Office Beyond where we just kind of do weekly little breakdowns of what's happened and what's coming and um, I like it. you know I dig uh, it. yeah zeddy and i spent a 
inordinate amount of time going back and forth on this uh, very topic in our DMs. And uh, yeah, it inspired us to concoct a little show here. So I like it. That sounds great, but you guys are going to respect the strike, right? Sure. You can't talk hey. about anything for months. Yeah. November I, is what I'm hearing. Yeah, I'm I'm too old to be uh, <laughs> yeah, to have a career, but yeah, yeah, I might have to cover Frizzetti for those first few weeks. I I don't want George Clooney and them getting mad. You know, all the actors and stuff. That's all. <laughs> well, that's awesome, guys. Mad. Like that. That's gonna it's gonna pair well, very nicely with this. That's fantastic. That's there, it, there's there's definitely the space for it. So I'm looking forward to hearing what you guys bring to the table mm-hmm. on uh, with Box Office Beyond. Is there is there there, Zadie, I can't see it online here. Is there an at on Twitter? Yeah, it, uh, the Twitter handle is just at Box Office Beyond. Just all right, go give it a follow on Twitter. It's live nice. and uh, hit us up. We'll be active very soon. Phenomenal, and Ian, of course, my friend. Where can people find find you every week on the Nerd Room? That's for sure. Yeah, on the Nerd Room, and then you can find me on Twitter at Tokyo underscore Joey. Uh, it's been where I spend most of my time chatting with people, hanging out with my good friends on this page on this screen and uh, everyone else. So yeah, hit me up there and we can have a chat about anything nerd uh, and beyond. Awesome. Well guys, as always, it's been a blast. I'd like to thank everyone in the chat. We didn't get to it as much, but I'm reading these things as I go. And we appreciate everyone that, that showed up here, provided some commentary for what they're looking forward to where some of the hit and misses are here. And as always, you know, from, you know, myself being here in the nerd room, and for having the vigilante guys here, Carlos back in the room. It's just the vibe that, that happens here every time we get on one of these live streams is something that always takes me back to those early pandemic days when we first started doing this. And so it's it's always a quite a moment for me, and I always enjoy doing it. I look forward to picking it up here in the not too distant future. So with all that being said, you can find me at the nerd rm. You can find everything new at the nerdroom.net, and you can find us every single Thursday on all of your podcast subscribers talking about all things stars marvel dc and beyond so with all of that being said thank you guys so much for entering the room and thank you so much for being in this live stream and we'll catch you soon this has been a nerd room podcast production you can find our hosts tim and carlos on twitter at the nerd rm and cdn caped crusade r for more content from the nerd room check out the nerdroom.net and the nerd room youtube channel Don't forget to subscribe to The Nerd Room on iTunes, Podbean, Spotify, wherever you plug in. Use the hashtag WeTheNerd to keep up with the latest from The Nerd Room.